following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Let me say something else, too, about Mo Pat. Mo has done it all. I mean, he's covered the Titans. He's covered the Vols. He's done high school. He's a fantastic writer. He's now actually hosting a talk show every day in Columbia that is outstanding. I got to tell you, you guys just killed it this weekend. As 2021 comes to an end, so, too, does the holiday rush we love so much. What about it, boys? I am so glad Christmas is over. <laughs> if folks did not follow you guys this weekend, boy, they missed a the treat. Speaking of treats, better late than never. So he comes by playing Santa Claus, drops off some bags, and, and takes off. Well, in a bag is Chex Mix for the three of us. So I hand off Chris and JP's to Chris, and I've eaten mine. And Joe, you see where that got us. Yeah. JP, don't worry about anything. Tastes that bad, we'll go by that. <laughs> it's non perishable. Is that what you're saying? Go Chex Mix, cockroaches, nuclear war, all of that. But we don't always get what we want. It's okay. Everybody understands keyboard indeed. I did I'm, have some. I'm, I'm going to seek special help, bro. So out with the holiday cheer and back to hard hitting opinions. Let me try to be as polite and politically correct as I can. Uh, but this new reclassification and redistricting for basketball and the other sports is the dumbest thing I have ever seen. You know what they say about opinions, right? They've been pushing for it for years, and almost as soon as they got it, you started hearing about how people didn't like it. Yeah. Look, it's like my fourth wife. Be careful what you ask. So on the cusp of a new year, welcome in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. With the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, Chris Yao. That's right, Sundrop. They don't sponsor us, but they should. Hope you're having a great day. I am having a fantastic day as we are getting ready for the continuation and, I guess, completion of bowl season. Not necessarily the playoffs, but the bowls will pretty much be all but one done uh, when we come back on Monday. So, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is New Year's Eve Eve. <laughs> so, Mo, how are you, uh, how are you handling the end of the year? The end of this year? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 I'm not distraught. Let me just say that. So, understandable, understandable. Yeah, yeah not, I am. You know, I'm getting ready to head down to Alabama and hang out with uh, my my folks, and looking forward to that. And my mom's Christmas gift is not here. It was shipped. <laughs> I guess a week ago it was in Chicago. And then from Chicago it went to New York. And then from New York to New Jersey. And now it's supposedly in Nashville in transit. But I have no idea if it's going to be here by the time we leave. Um, you know. I, I don't know. So. Wow. Your mother's yeah. gift singular, her her one gift? Yeah, she, she just gets she gets the one, but uh, she typically gets some lottery tickets too, so that's kind of a gift. That's that's all she cares. She's like, I don't need anything, just bring me lottery tickets. 
Okay. Hey, ideally winning ones, huh? I, I mean, that would be perfect, but it's not always – doesn't always go that way. doesn't always go that way. <laughs> uh, well, we got a pretty big show. Got a lot to get to, including a ton of schedules and results and whatnot. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and get there. What do you say? Let's do today's rundown. This is the rundown. The Friday rundown is brought to you by Chip Walters of Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. The voice of the Blue Raiders also wants to be your trusted advisor in real estate. Contact Chip at 615-542-1915 or through his website at choosechip.net. Chip Walters, proud to support local youth sports in Southern Middle Tennessee. Girls High School basketball results from Wednesday night down at the Richland Christmas Classic. Gleason defeated Clay County 57-41. Also, it was Forest 56, Spring Hill 45. Summertown defeated a host, Lady Raiders 55-28. It was Huntland 58, Santa Fe 43. Up at the Next Level Classic at CPA, Independence defeated, defeated Siegel 50-42. Over in East Tennessee, Loretto's girls defeated Jackson Southside 58-47. And at the Above the Rim Classic over at Hickman County, it was Lipscomb Academy's girls 77, Columbia Academy 39. In boys' action, Spring Hill down southwestern Kentucky 59-53. It was Mount Pleasant falling to Pigeon Forge over at the King of the Smokies 59-33. Independence drubbed Lighthouse Christian. <laughs> Took out some frustration, 96 46. It was Summit advancing to the finals of their tournament, 63-54 over Page. And at Richland, it was 462, Huntland 59, Santa Fe down Ardmore, Alabama, 73-58. Loretto advanced to the finals with a 64-50 win over Lawrence County and Richland down Summertown, 82-70. It's Columbia Academy uh, over the Middle Tennessee Heat, 58-44 at the Above the Rim Classic in Hickman County. In NCAA men's basketball action last night, it was Alabama coming back for a 73-68 win over a shorthanded Tennessee team. NHL action, the Preds dropped a 5-3 decision at Washington and in NBA action. That guy that the Grizzlies were better off without, well, he <laughs> scored 41 points as they defeated the Lakers 104-99 last night. Today's schedule at the next level class, Independence's girls played at 10-30 this morning against Fairview at the above the rim classic today. It's Columbia Academy and Joe Burns at four, and the, that's the girls and the Bulldog boys will take on Lipscomb Academy tonight at eight thirty. The Spring Hill boys are continuing up at Somerset, Kentucky, in the Lake Cumberland Holiday Classic. In action earlier today at the Richland Christmas Classic, Spring Hills Spring Hill girls and Santa Fe girls met Huntland boys and Ardmore. Uh, Clay County and Richland girls and Summertown boys played Lawrence County. Uh, later today, it's Huntland's girls and Forest in the consolation bracket finals. Santa Fe boys and Forest in the consolation finals. In the girls championship, it's Summertown and Gleason at 6. And at 7.30, the boys championship game, the host Raiders take on Loretta. At the King of the Hill Holiday Classic at Summit, Noon today, it was Lighthouse Christian in Riverdale for seventh place. In the fifth place games, Independence took on Station Camp at 1.30. Rockville and Page played for 
third at three o'clock, and at four thirty, Lebanon and Summit will play for the championship. And in NCAA women's action today, it is Belmont at SIU Edwardsville at five o'clock. You can see that on ESPN Plus. Alabama travels to the Lady Vols. It's a five thirty Central tip on SEC Network Plus, and MTSU is at Texas San Antonio, a seven o'clock tip tonight. The Preds travel to Columbus after losing last night with a puck drop at 6 p.m., assuming that's on Bally. That's going to do it for the rundown. Mo, you mentioned in the rundown that Alabama was able to come back last night and defeat Tennessee. Tough loss for the Vols, especially not having John Fulkerson and their big-time point guard. I mean, kind of important pieces for your team if you are Rick Barnes because he doesn't have anybody else. Yeah, you know, um, if you are told, Rick Barnes, if you are told, UT fans, you're going to go to Tuscaloosa without – John Fulkerson, who just had a double-double in that win over Arizona, and without your freshman point guard, Kennedy Chandler, and you're going to lose by five. I think everybody would have been okay with that, but it's kind of like those old math classes in school. Show your work, and the way this one came out, UT feels like they left one on the table, I'm sure. They have to. I mean, um, they got some pretty good play out of Zakai Ziegler at the point in in Chandler's place. Um they just couldn't get shots to fall down the stretch. And, um, yeah, shot selection may not have been the greatest either. But, you know, that that's a tough loss. But, again, in the grand scheme of things, playing without two, two guys that have logged a lot of time and started a lot over the course of this season to this point to play on the road against a good Alabama team and, and fall by five, again, in the grand scheme of things, probably isn't that bad. But – just the way you got there that's a little a little galling a lot of folks not happy with the choice of rick barnes late in a game you know with some personnel issues and i, I mean i'm not you know you know what though there's a faction of this ut fan base that looks for things to not be happy with rick barnes about I think there are some. I don't think this is part of that faction necessarily, but it's well. I mean, specifically, you know, Victor Bailey in the in the ball game down the stretch instead of Justin Powell and Wes Rucker, you know, tweeted about it after the game. He specifically asked where Justin Powell was, you know, in key moments, and Barnes said that people know that he doesn't consistently defend, and they go at him at times, and. Anybody that's watched this Rick Barnes team since he's been there, if you don't play defense, you don't play. So if you're down by two and you've got two timeouts, call one man, of them and put your shooter in the ballgame. Put your shooter in the ballgame. So Victor Bailey's not a shooter. No, he's awful. I don't think he's awful at all. I think he missed a shot. I don't think you've watched much. Tennessee basketball over the last five, four years while he's been there. He's not been very good at all shooting uh, the basketball. I, I, I he's think... not the guy you want. <laughs> okay. 
if you've got Jordan Powell on the bench, just you don't. Powell. I'm sorry, Justin Powell. I'm thinking Jordan, Justin James, for whatever reason. You want him in the ball game. He is your best shooter. You've got to go with him. Anyway, Alabama could not hit the broadside of a barn from three point range last night until the last two minutes of the ball game. They drained three, and then a floater that absolutely should not have gone in. Did you see that? Yeah. The, I mean, he just yeah. I don't know how that kind of threw it either. two hands over his head and straight up in the air, and it just happened to fall in. It's like, okay, well, yeah. this clearly isn't our night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it bees that way sometimes. It, some people say it don't. <laughs> but it do. But it do. Um. Top of on top of that particular loss, it, you just feel like the this has got to be a a learning point for Tennessee. Just to say, look, we can win no matter what happens with COVID. We have the ability to win if we lose Kennedy Chandler or if we lose, you know, Fulkerson or if we lose anybody. We can still compete with the best. That's a, that's a positive. I, I think so. And and I think that some of the play that they got out of Plavsich last night was really encouraging as well. So I thought you I thought you I thought he played well as well. Um before we get out of here guys, yeah, including I mean, that banked in free throw. We'll take it. Hey, it, it all counts. It's all counts the same. They don't ask you how you got the degree. Show me the paper. Um, before we get here, we got about a minute left. Logan Ryan made a comment yesterday, basically to New York media, saying that he uh, that the Titans fan base was essentially non-existent. So getting criticized by the New York fan base is different and better somehow. And then he tried, decided to apologize, saying he meant no disrespect to Titans fans. But apparently, I don't. I'm not sure who he was talking to because the fan base is non-existent. So exists. Logan, you know, and and it really he's doing a better job backpedaling here. He's doing a better job backpedaling here than he does in the defensive backfield. Yeah, sorry, it, it it seemed out of character for him because that's not you know what we heard out of him. We didn't hear that kind of stuff out of him while he was here. Thought that he enjoyed his stay here. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. But like you said, the backpedaling in the aftermath was particularly. Odd. When we come back, Jason Loveless on Coach's Corner. Stick around after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. 
Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company. Call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Local sports talk you'll only find here. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company Studio with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow. So, Chris is not with us um, as we're experiencing some technical difficulties here. Um, I'm Maurice Patton bringing you back in for the second segment of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Um, in the first segment, we had a couple of things teed up that we didn't quite get to. So let's get to those here now before we go any further. Um, our Into Win Life Team of the Week presented by Custom Stone Handlers goes to the Summertown Boys basketball team for their 75-61 win over Columbia Academy back on December 20th. Um, seems longer ago with the holidays and that kind of thing, but um, the Eagles improved to 12-1 and with that victory um, a week ago on Monday. And the Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Player of the Week is Columbia Academy's Gabe Davenport, who scored 22 points and hit six three-pointers all in the first half of that eventual 75-61 loss for the Bulldogs down at the Summertown. So um, congratulations to the Eagles and to CA's Gabe Davenport for his performance in that loss to the Eagles. Um, Chris, still no luck? I think I'm back. There we go. Can you hear me? I can, yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a work in progress. That was a little scary. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know what happened, but we're back. It, it's it's working for now. We'll go from there. Uh, there appreciate you getting those getting that hardware handed out, and uh, we'll get going here uh, with Coach's Corner. I believe we have Richland Boys Coach Jason Loveless who comes to us today in the championship. Well, the, the remainder of their Christmas Classic is taking place down at Richland in Linville. 
tonight or today all day long. So we're going to go to Coach's Corner from presented by From the Heart Cafe out in Chapel Hill. Renee Hart and the folks over there doing a fine job, as always. We appreciate her support and everything. So looking I think Chris just froze up again. Um, as he was saying, we're here on Coach's Corner presented by From the Heart Cafe over in Chapel Hill. And um, again, we do appreciate Renee Williams Hart and her support over there. And want to go ahead and bring Coach Loveless in. Coach, are, are you here? I'm here. Awesome. Great. Uh, Jason Loveless, boys basketball coach down at Richland. The Raiders have advanced into the championship of the Christmas Classic on their court. Um, defeated the Summertown team that we were just speaking of a little bit ago last night in the semifinals and will take on another Lawrence County opponent tonight at 7.30 in, in Loretto, which defeated Lawrence County in the other semifinal game yesterday. Coach, um, it's always good when you can get that tournament set up where the host is in the championship, huh? <laughs> well, it, it certainly wasn't easy, but yeah, we're we're uh, happy to be playing at that seven thirty time slot tonight in the championship. And uh, the road uh, doesn't get any easier with um, uh, Coach Tips and Loretta coming in tonight. So uh, uh, excited about that opportunity, though, for sure. You know. Um, Chris was at your game last night. You guys controlled certainly the first half of that contest and quite a bit of the second half, but not all of it. And when I heard that they had cut it from 21 to 10, uh, I knew what the reaction was on your part. I'm, I'm sure that you didn't really care for the way you guys closed that game out. But, you know, overall, what, what was your takeaway from last night as you head into this Loretto game tonight? Well, that's a great question. You know, uh, a few people have said, you know, really good game last night. And, and I am proud of our players. But uh, um, I really, <clears throat> this morning, got a chance to watch the film. I didn't really – I watched the last six minutes because the last six minutes were, were what we had to fix as a basketball team. Uh, the guys did a great job of executing our game plan for the first 26 minutes. But um, uh, Mr. Patton, we gave up 33 points in the fourth quarter. Um, and, um, uh, the two Burlesons had, I believe, uh, uh, 21 or 22 of their 40 points in the fourth quarter. So we didn't do a very good job the last five or six minutes. And, and, you know, Summertown is not a team that's going to go away. Uh, at one point we were up 25, 26 points and you just got to keep playing. And regardless of whether it's Summertown or, or uh, even back in November, Federal City or whoever, we, we don't do a very good job in, in, in the fourth quarter of either extending our lead or putting teams away, and 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 that's what I'm focused on. Uh, so I'm 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 not satisfied or happy with that. And I think every coach here would, you know, we're trying to tune things up before we get into uh, the second season of basketball, and that's the district season. And uh, in order to do that, we've got to be better and smarter. Really, that's where it boils down to is uh, the last four, five, six minutes. We didn't play smart basketball. Uh, we just weren't smart, and um, uh, we've got to become uh, smarter as a team in those last four, five, six minutes. Now, that said, how much of that, Coach, hinges on you guys losing, what, four seniors from last year's team? 
we lost uh, five seniors, three starters, uh, mm-hmm. three three senior starters. Um, you know, maybe some. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't really think think that my my young kids are that young. They, I pulled them up last year, and they're playing this year as freshmen. They played last year as eighth graders. Um, it probably goes back to me not spending enough time in practice on time and score situations on on, on practicing those things. So you know, it's that's something that uh, I've recognized in the first eleven, twelve games that, that we've got to do a better job as a staff of of getting our guys dialed in that last four or five minutes and put us in those situations in practice. So, uh, you know, I don't want to uh, use it as a crutch or an excuse that we lost some guys. Sure, experience helps, but uh, the guys that we have, the guys that we have now, and, and, and if you fight for 26 minutes to build a lead against a good basketball team like Summertown, you got to find a way to put it away, and we didn't do that last night. Sounds a lot like a game I watched on TV last night, Coach. Um, we're visiting with Richland Boys basketball coach Jason Loveless here on um, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today and on Coach's Corner presented by From the Heart Cafe over in Chapel Hill. Chris, I don't know in your you Richland Orange, are, are you back again? I, I, I mean, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. How's the crackle? It's gone. Look at there. See, yeah. Look at there. Look at there. Sorry, yeah, this, well, this is radio. You can't look. Sorry. <laughs> go, go ahead and talk while coach, we got you. <laughs> coach, we, we uh, you know, we talked last night about you know your performance early in the game because defensively, you guys were able to just put the pressure on Summertown. They, you had the fourteen-two run over the last, I guess, six minutes of the first quarter and then a 10-0 run in the second quarter defensively you know what what is it about this team that makes them you know the the ability to pressure teams like Summertown who are really good offensively well uh Chris I I hope it's just our culture I mean you know um um I'll go back to the Tuesday night's game against Forrest. We gave up, and that's the first game back from Christmas, and you can make all these uses in the world, but we gave up 24 points in the first quarter and, um, you know, uh, and then gave up 24 points for the rest of the game. So it's just a buy-in on defense of, of everything starts with stops. You know, everything that we do, we focus on defense, and everything starts with stops. And, and we were able last night to, to uh, make the touches hard for uh, – for Gavin, uh, for Grayson, the, the, the Burleson kids, and, and uh, for some other guys to make some shots. They didn't make those shots. And we did a really, really good job in the first half of cleaning up the boards, a lot better job than we did in the second half. Um, so I think it's just the mentality of, of our kids to, to focus on the defensive end and getting stops and, and caring about that. It's hard to do in, the, in today's basketball. Um, but um, they did a good job in the first half. And I'll, I'll even say they did a good job in the third quarter. Um not as good in the first half uh, in the third quarter, but um, it just starts with mentality, Chris. You know, Coach, uh, I, I love that phrase. It starts with stops. And I guess defensively is where you've got to kind of um, build things with this team, considering, again, 26-2 and two last year, advanced to the state quarterfinals, but lost three seniors and – a chunk of offense from your team in, in those three senior starters as well. But um, you, I, I would think you've really got to like the way Tyrell Randolph is playing for you right now. 
Yeah, T is uh, he's a he's a special kid, man. I mean, uh, uh, he he he's what makes us go. Uh, and he stepped up his scoring a lot this year with those guys departing us last year. But um, he he really gets people in the places that, that they need to be. Um, he gets the ball where it needs to be, and sometimes that's in his hands to finish. Uh, he is by far getting to the free throw line more than anybody else on our team. He went to the free throw line 14 times last night, and we're pretty comfortable with him getting to the line and, and making those free throws. Um, and the crazy thing about Tyrell is, is – <laughs> Um, the the games have started the last two days at nine o'clock in the morning. He has been here at seven thirty in the morning, shooting free throws and and getting shots up. And last night he texts me at twelve o'clock, and he he does every night. Uh, he take, he texts me and says, "Coach, what are your thoughts uh, moving forward?" Blah blah blah. So we have a great communication and, and great uh, uh, relationship with with Tyrell. And I finally had to cut him off and say, "Dude, I'm going to bed. I'll holler at you in the morning." So. Uh, um, he, he's just a great, a great leader, good kid to have around for our younger kids. And hopefully, uh, it's trickling down to them also. You know, I had a chance to see you guys over at Riverdale, um, in the second, I guess on the second day when you played against Providence Christian took a tough 40 to 38 loss there. But, um, Tyrell was kind of your X factor in that ball game because as you talk about, he gets you guys in the right places and that kind of thing. You did some things late and got him down on the block or, or got him in a high post situation where he was able to take some guys off the dribble and get to the rim. I think he scored on three straight possessions for you like that. I mean, I think you got You got to like his versatility and his ability to, you know, take some things on himself in situations like that. Yeah, he's a, He's a big guard, and he's a strong kid. Uh, we uh, we got the ball to him on the block last night um, a couple of times against Summertown also, and just try to move him around where he's not always facilitating the offense, but also getting him in, getting involved in the offense in different ways than just uh, at the point guard position. Um, and we're, we're fortunate to have Trey to, to be able to handle the ball to do that some. And, and Carter Edwards, one of my freshmen who starts, uh, who's, who's done a tremendous job uh, just to – to get Tyrell involved in other ways and just running the point guard. Uh, and he's he's really uh, done a good job at that in and around the paint. Uh, also on the defensive end, asking him to guard another team's point guard. And if, if we need to be, he might not be plan A, but he might be plan B or C on another team's post player. So um, it's an understatement to say that Tyrell's important to us. Uh, he's he's probably, you know, I, I told you, I said this to you guys last year with Daniel and Logan and all those guys. Tyrell's our most important player. Uh, he was last year, and he is this year. Speaking with Jason Loveless, Richland boys basketball coach, the Raiders face off tonight at 7.30 in the championship game of the Richland Christmas Classic against Loretto. Um, quick, Coach, um, what are your – I'm sure you've had a chance to see Loretto a couple of times this week. What are your thoughts about this one? Are you there? Yes, yes. Okay, Can I'm sorry. Me? I didn't hear you. I didn't, I didn't no. hear your question. No, that's all right. I was just asking what, what you think of Loretto as you head into this championship game tonight. Well, we play Loretto, uh, I guess, uh, first or second week in December at their place. And uh, we had a six or seven point lead going to halftime. 
uh, with the youth we have, they they're doing a little celebrating, and and uh, Loretta comes out and and does what Loretta does, and and grinds away and ends up beating us by five or six points. Um, Loretta is going to be extremely well coached. Um, obviously, the Simone's kid inside is going to be a handful, but also uh, their guard play with uh, 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 Brennan and the Davis kid are, are is extremely good. I mean, they uh, from from tip to finish yesterday against Lawrence County, they controlled that game, and so uh, you know it, it's it's going to be a, a a very tough game and. and uh, I think it depends on which team shows up. If we have a team that's hungry or we have a team that's um, uh, satisfied about last night's game and, and, and living in yesterday, then, then that'll probably decide the outcome of that game, and, and we'll find that out probably in the thir- first four or five minutes of the game probably. Uh, Coach, um, we appreciate you spending some time with us this afternoon, and um, good luck to you here in, uh, tonight in this um, championship game of the Richland Christmas Classic. Jason Loveless, the Richland Boys coach with us here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports. Stay with us. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey, folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. and everything in between. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company Studio. With the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton, here's Chris Yad. We try again. Third time's the charm, maybe? We'll see what happens. I'm Chris Yow, joined by Mo Patton, and J.P. Plant is on the controls. As you can see, if you're watching our video, we are at home today. Um... 
this may be the last time we ever do this. So, <laughs> way, yay us. Um, <laughs> glad to have you guys with us as we continue getting ready for the weekend that is the end of 2021. It's wild. Cannot <laughs> believe that 2021 is all but over. Plenty to talk about, though, when we're talking about college football. We've got we, we've talked college basketball a little bit. We are going to talk some Titans here in the next uh, next segment, but some other NFL news. Mo, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if you saw this, but um, looks like you know Ben Roethlisberger has basically said Monday night is my final Heinz Field performance. Wow. I had not seen that. And, um, you know, he's been beaten up and banged up in that kind of thing the last few years. And, and maybe it's just one of those deals that it's the best thing for everybody involved for that to be the case. I mean, I, I don't think anybody really wants to see Ben Roethlisberger play for anybody else other than the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure anybody wants to see him play for the Pittsburgh Steelers anymore. So, and it's, it's, it's tough. It's, it's kind of like that line. You either, you, you either die a hero or you, you live long enough to become the villain and, you know, his play over the last little bit. Now hasn't been what's been expected out of him and may not have been good enough for the Steelers to be successful. And so, you know, that's kind of a, tough acknowledgement to make as a player, I would imagine, but I think maybe that's where that situation is at this point. Basically, he said, you know, coming into this season, I've always been one who's wanted to fulfill my obligation to the team with contracts. I don't have a contract next season. I guess the writing was on the wall from them, but kind of all of us together. I wouldn't say that I had my mind made up by any means, but I had my mind made up coming to this season that I was going to give it everything I had to try and win a Super Bowl for Pittsburgh. You know, and, and you got to respect that look, you know. got to respect both the team, Pittsburgh, for honoring that contract, and Ben. I mean, obviously, you know, they would be in a lot better place if they had maybe made some better personnel moves and with Le'Veon Bell. I mean, obviously, he's not been great since he's left Pittsburgh, but he was phenomenal in Pittsburgh. And then, you know, obviously the Antonio Brown situation was just a a mess. <laughs> but, Thank you. <laughs> but, but since then, he's kind of turned his, you know, his whole career around. So, I, I mean, it's just kind of unfortunate for Pittsburgh that it seems like everything that could go wrong has gone wrong over the last three or four years. Yeah, um, and again, Roethlisberger just has has dealt with some foot situations and some knees and that kind of thing, and and it's tough getting old in the NFL, and it's particularly tough getting old at quarterback, especially behind his offensive line, which has not been great. I mean, he's he is the the number one quarterback in the league for fastest release time because he has the least amount of time in the pocket even shorter than Ryan Tannehill during that very poor stretch. Yeah. So, I, I mean, he, he's had to, he's had 
very little to work with over the last few years, but you know, he gives them a chance to win every time that he's out there because I mean, he's still been Roethlisberger. Yeah. And, and I think to your point, Chris, fastest release time. And as we've seen here at times over the course of this season, not necessarily a group of receivers that can create a lot of, of separation either. I mean, Claypool has been decent, but but their receiving core, for the most part, doesn't necessarily scare anybody. And so Not at when all. you combine that with, you know, less than stellar offensive line play, it it just has an impact all the way around offensively. Yeah, no question at all. Um, he's not the only quarterback, though, that's got some decisions to make. Aaron Rodgers, a 38-year-old, said last night he's willing to make one promise when it comes to his future. The Packers quarterback won't take long after this season to decide it. Uh, define long. He because said, here's the deal. Aaron likes, Aaron likes drama. Uh, we've seen that. We saw that coming into this season. We saw it coming out of last season. We've seen it during this season. Aaron Aaron likes drama. So what's wrong? It won't be something where I'll drag it out for months and months, he said at the end of a lengthy answer about his future. I'm not going to hold the team back from anything. And once I commit, if it's committing to move forward here, it will be a quick decision. I mean, clearly that's not a timetable, but – I think the ball is really in the, the court of Green Bay. I mean, do they even want to worry about a 38-year-old quarterback? Is it going to be a one-year deal, I don't a two-year deal? I don't, I don't think they wanted to worry about a 37-year-old quarterback. I think they were ready to move on at the end of last year. Then why not trade him and get something for him? Because yep. he's still Aaron Rodgers and you don't want to give anybody else that opportunity? And, you know, that that is a factor. I mean, what if he goes somewhere else and, and does what he's been doing here? What if there is no drop-off, you know? And I think well, that's something that you have to consider if you are Green Bay. And honestly – And they went down that road once. They did, in fact. And Minnesota – whipped him a couple times. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it can be an issue. Uh, um, Aaron Rodgers was the MVP last year. He's playing at MVP levels this year. He's he's as good and probably can play as long as he wants to play. So, uh, I mean, it's, I think at it's some a tough point, decision. I think at some point it comes back to, do you want to deal with everything that comes with? Yeah, I mean that that's the decision you have to make. And I think you know, if you feel like you've got a Super Bowl winning team around Aaron Rodgers, it's easier to have Aaron Rodgers. We didn't talk about it yesterday when we, you know, about the NFC favorite, but I mean they're they're the one seed and I don't see anybody else coming out of the NFC that just says, "Oh, they're definitely going to lose to Green Bay in Green Bay." I mean, this team is probably Super Bowl bound. It's tough, like you said. I mean, who who's if they're the number one seed, who's going to go through Green Bay and beat them? <laughs> so that's that's the tough part there, you know. Um, 
And then you got to think about the other players. Like I just said, the, the, the Super Bowl caliber players like De- Devontae Adams. You know, if Jordan Love is the quarterback next year, does Devontae Adams want to be in Green Bay? Wouldn't he rather be somewhere some, else? I, I saw a tweet that Pittsburgh could fix all of their problems by trading for Aaron Rodgers and signing Devontae Adams. That would fix a lot of problems. I mean, it, there are a lot of teams who could fix some problems with those two players. I mean, let's be real here. <laughs> Think of all the teams that could be positively impacted. If if Aaron Rodgers and, and Devontae Adams were in Carolina with Christian McCaffrey healthy, they suddenly become an NFC powerhouse. Now, Christian McCaffrey being healthy is not something that's happened very often. But not, not of late, yeah, yeah. Trust me, I know. <laughs> As I am about to lose the toilet bowl for the second year in a row. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's a situation where everybody is kind of, and then on top of that, Russell Wilson, um, Deshaun Watson's still out there, by the way. And we can don't know do, where his situation do, is. Well, can you do anything with Deshaun Watson until you know what his off-field situation is? Well, I, I mean, my my point to that is that there he's a quarterback that's out there, right? I mean, he if there isn't a legal situation, he still doesn't want to be in Houston. So, you know, what do you do if you're another – franchise out there who, who who would you rather have would you rather have 39 year old Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson I mean the choice to me is pretty simple and you would think <laughs> I mean I don't know the NFL is in a uh, is in a pretty precarious situation as far you know some of these teams that have found they found themselves in in situations that you don't want to be in if you are an NFL team, and that's without a quarterback, this, but in the middle of the draft. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think this NFL offseason is going to be really interesting in terms of the quarterback situation for a lot of these. I mean, what's Atlanta going to do? Or are they ready to cut ties with Matt Ryan? Well, I think I, he's know, got, I think he's still got some productive play ahead of him, but. I think so too, but I don't think it's in Atlanta. Yeah. I think again, change of scenery or whatever. You don't like that term, but I don't change like that of situations. You Situation. Know? I, I mm-hmm. mean, Atlanta hasn't. They, they couldn't win with Dan Quinn. They they haven't won this year. They, but you go at you go back and you see, you know, the success that others have had leaving Atlanta. Is it just Atlanta? I mean, is 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 there something there that's that's a problem? And what but is you it? Have, you you have to feel like Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, if he comes back, and Kyle Pitts is the start of something offensively down there. Well, yeah, if you actually use Kyle Pitts, but apparently Arthur Smith forgot that tight ends exist when he went to Atlanta. And dude, he's dude's got nine hundred plus receiving yards. 
and yet they take him out in red zone situations. He doesn't play in the red zone. That that doesn't make any sense to me. You don't even have who you don't have Julio Jones anymore, and you're are they best, going without tight ends then? Typically, and it just doesn't make any sense. And you got a running or a wide receiver playing running back, which that's worked out. So I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to give them any any criticism. Yeah, I there, mean they 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 figured out a way to utilize Cordero Patterson that nobody know, else nobody else out. had. Anyway, I'll take Arthur Smith. They can bring him back here. I don't care. I'll take him. And I'm not. I mean, Todd Downing. We know how most of us feel about him. I think Arthur Smith's a great offensive coordinator. I just don't think he works in Atlanta. I don't think Matt Ryan is the type of quarterback that he needs to be working with because Ryan's got a different style. And, and so again, you know, Matt Ryan is another guy who could be somewhere else next year. Russell Wilson could be somewhere else next year. Aaron Rodgers could be somewhere else next year. Uh, You're talking about three guys all in the NFC who have all been considered to be, and I hate the term, elite at some point. No question. And there are a lot of teams who would like to have them. I know I'll just stick with Ryan Tannehill. That's all I'm saying. Mike Vrabel said that as well. We'll talk more about Tannehill and the Titans on the other side of the top of the hour. So come back with us. We will, again, be right back to the Lee Company studio. Talk Titans after this. Stick around. 